0: Well hey Gundamaniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained show. I'm your host Adam Blue, Steven won't be joining us today, but if you need to get your fill of Steven, check the links uh, in the description uh, for his, uh, his channel, which we do the live streams on Wednesdays. He has uh, video content that comes out every once in a while, so check that out. But, um, you know, even though it's just me, you know when it's just me sometimes that's a problem because I'm gonna talk like crazy. In fact, let me check the chat real quick. Um, Oh, we've got Robert, Dan Vince, good to see you guys. Um, Yeah, thanks for joining uh, this morning. Uh, A couple things we're gonna talk about today are uh, recent uh, Gumpla stuff I've been doing. I've been really getting into the Gumpla game more than usual, and uh, I wanna talk about it. It's been a lot of fun. Also, a deep dive into the, the Gaza or Gaza Sea or Gaza line of mobile suits in general, Uh, GBO2 released, I guess announced that the the new seat for this week is a Gaza from Sentinel. And so it's like, you know, I've never really looked much into that line. I know Gaza C, I think, first showed up in Double Zeta? Maybe, I have the link up and we'll look at it. And I've always thought it was a weird suit. Nothing I really ever cared about or thought about or talked about, but you know what, sometimes when you get into those suits, uh, you kind of learn to appreciate them, so. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing a deep dive into that. Um, but real quick, again, if you're new here and haven't subscribed, please subscribe. I've been you know, getting a consistent growing subscriber uh, base that's allowed my videos to go out there more, that's allowed more interaction, and that's actually motivated me to do more and make more, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, and this show has a podcast version that comes out Fridays, um, typically with a guest, uh, which is Steven, uh every once in a while, uh, and you know, maybe I'll do some other guests along with Steven in the future. I don't know uh, it, another thing um so this week, I had the hazel master grade video came out, um, which i I'm really proud of that whole thing because the Hazel is something I've wanted for a long time, finally got it, and um I guess had had Was it like 20, I'm trying to think, maybe around 2018, 2019, when was it? Maybe about 2020, when it was, maybe late, uh, when was it, maybe late 2019, where when I was first getting into Gunpla, I was looking at what are some things to get, and I saw the hazel, and I was like, man, I need to get that, and so. um, Finally got it, and I think I had a good time, because I'm experimenting with airbrushing, top coating, So check out that video if you haven't, uh, because I kind of go into my process, and I just have a lot of fun gushing over it and everything. But I still think just looking at it, there's areas where I can improve. So if any of you have any tips for that, just let me know. Um, Yeah, because I'm always uh, looking for ways to improve uh, my builds. Um, What else was going on this week? And then a, a video came out late. Um, Later than usual, usually on Wednesdays, I'll have a video that comes out at like 6.30 Central. 6.30 AM Central. And I had not finished it. Um, And there was a bunch of things that had happened. One, it was based on the Missing Link game, Side Stories on PS3. And I hadn't exactly finished it, so because I hadn't finished it, I didn't start the video yet, but I figured, oh, I'd finish it by Monday or Tuesday uh, to finish the video. And um, a couple things happened, the dog ate the internet, so then we had to get all that, again, we had to get all that figured out. Um, And then Valentine's Day happened, and you know, there's stuff that happens there too, so that kinda kept me a little busy. Um, But I ended up coming around to finishing that video, in fact, because I kinda gave myself more time, I uh, kinda messed around with the beginning uh, intro, uh, that I would typically have. Uh, in, I usually don't have complex intros with my videos. Usually it's just like, here's the title, gonna Explain, hey, I'm Adam. Um, or I say, hey, Gunna Maniacs." But I decided to kind of... What happened was I was like, you know what? I go a long time at the beginning without showing any video game gameplay. And I felt like that might kill the interest in the video. So as I was like, well, how can I introduce some gameplay... But without it um, be, making sense with what I'm talking about, I was like, well, when I kind of go into the spiel, the marketing spiel about subscribe, check the links in the description, maybe I can have video go over that because I do that with the, the collectibles sometimes. So, um, And then I love the music, so I just thought it would be cool to like, make, I uh, don't like a music video. I don't know. I, I, love, I love stuff with music. I've even done a lot of stuff with uh, Star Wars and music as well. Um, uh, hey, Webfox. Hey, Matt Wheaton. It looks like my, uh, my chat delayed and just caught up. Uh, Neo X, Brian Zanicelli, Barry BB, howdy. Gundam Wing, uh, Shirt Lad, good to see you. Thanks for the... Um, the tips on Missing Link. Yeah, and, and Hatter uh, is unavailable for today. Um, and then Robert is saying that he found a cool VTuber who is also a Gundamaniac. Look her up as Leora. I think he mentioned that before, and I totally forgot to get around to that. I might have to look that up. Um, well, cool. Um, yeah, guys, let me know if you have any technical issues because it's weird how this chat delayed and then looking at the buffering of the... Um, the live, yeah, just let me know. And you know what, I make this whole thing way more complex than it needs to be. Sometimes this program will crash, so if you're new here, I, I will get back into it, just give me a few minutes. Okay, um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about some, I've been really deep into Gumpla lately, and you know, I-, I kinda always have been since I got into to Gundam, but a lot of times I'll get more into like the robot spirits aspect of you know the action figures and all that, but with the, the Gunpla, I've had a lot of fun really learning the new techniques. So, and I also wanna show you guys my backlog. I actually have it all right here. The stack is here, goes just to the desk. I know a lot of you guys have larger backlogs. But, so, this is something I got a few weeks ago and I brought it up. It's the, just the typical GM. So what you're looking at here is it's unfinished, but basically what I've done is I did, I built it, did a gloss coat, and then I went in and airbrushed areas based on the manual that needed details. So um, under the leg here and the top of the, the top of the foot, they're separate. Okay, the, the top of the foot is connected to the foot. The bottom of the leg is connected to the leg. So I had to tape them off an airbrush. Yeah, and I'm and I'm testing out the airbrushing, even those little parts. I just feel like with the brush brush, I don't get like the fine and uh, straight look I want. Oh, okay, I need to, I just noticed something I have to fix. So uh, I did that, and then I also airbrushed um, uh, the backpack here. This gray part was this, it looks blue on here, it, sometimes it looks, a little minty. I, I I'm kind of surprised with the color of the GM. I don't know why it's so confusing to me. Um, and then what else did I I felt like there was something else. Uh backpack, the two parts for the So the Vulcans. Um and I think those turned out really well. And I, I, I might be able to do some cleanup. You can even see my fingers are kinda of dirty with paint, but so yeah, I t- like in the thumbnail, I taped off the head of the GM. It almost looked like some sort of a serial killer victim. I don't know if that's too dark of me to bring up, but um, taped his face all up. Just had the holes for the Vulcans. I tried to hand, hand paint at first, but it didn't stick. So I, I airbrushed and ah, that turned out really good. Um, but it's hard to see, but there's some yellow that's obviously a little off there that like, within the, that little section there, that this camera does pretty good, yeah. You can kinda see there close up where there's some yellow I'll be cleaning up. I've been using um, lighter fluid and because the other aspect I added, okay. Man, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. I did a gloss coat after I built it, then I did the airbrushing, then I did the, the panel lining, and also something else I'm gonna have to clean it up, as you can see like within the, the arms and the legs, there's gold that I started putting on there. And I guess the, the thought is, I'm gonna let the gold bleed over as I paint it, and then I'm gonna go back and clean it with the, with these, which I, I love. This uh, this type of Q-tip here, the little thin ones. I get some lighter fluid, and I can go in there and easily clean up. It's almost like I'm, I'm drawing in reverse or painting in reverse, because I'll go there and I'll spend a lot of time, um, even, yeah, look at the front skirt at the tops on the side. It's like if I put the, the panel line accent color on there, you never know where, where it's gonna go and I want it to be even so I will take my time with the Q-tip and, and work the lines to make them look even on both sides. Um, and then really what I plan to do after that is after I fix the gold that I have on the front and back, Elbow. And the reason I'm adding the gold there is because when I, I was playing side stories, the GMs have some nice little details on them. That's one of them. That one's easy to do. The other one is on the back where those uh, circles are on the backpack. Had like a blue glow around it and in the middle. Maybe that's something I could do, but since it's not necessary for the core of what a GM looks like, I'll just skip that for now. Anyway, once I'm done with that painting part, I am gonna do a top coat. Uh, the same type of the flat TS-80 that I used on the hazel. You know, one other thing I wanna mention before I move on is the Vulcans. There's another thing I wanted to do is and I wanted to add the panel lining there. I gotta be really careful with that. I gotta try to do it in some way where I am not touching the yellow, but I'm having the ink kind of fall into place because then I have to go and clean it up with the lighter fluid. And what I learned with the hazel There was these areas that I had to paint red, these circles, but then I had to uh, panel line them, but then trying to clean up the panel lining was actually cleaning up the red also, and I was like freaking out. I was like, oh, what do I do? Um, Again, I think these are cool learning experiences as I up my game with detailing. All right, heading back to um, uh, the chat real quick. Matt Wheaton, I gotta say, Makoto Kobayashi is quite an underrated mecha artist, and. Of course, the Gaza Sea is an underrated design. Uh, of course, we all know the Bound Doc is his baby. So, cool to know, especially that he designed both of them because they kind of have that out there design to it, but it, it's kind of like when I was getting into Gundam in the first place. I was willing to overlook the roughness of the old anime to get into it, and I'm o- willing to overlook some weird designs of mechas to really see what it's all about, and I hope hopefully, we will get uh, through that with the Gaza Deep Dive today. Um, hey Adam, there is a high grade Hazel Gundam Gunpla kit. You know what? There certainly is, and I literally have that right here. And this is one that was fully detailed. I might have done a video on this. I don't remember, that would have been one of the earlier ones, but yeah, this one, um, this is one where I, when I did the, the top coat, it, it, the matte top coat, even though I think there's some dust on there. It did come out a little frosty, and I didn't know if that had to do with the humidity. Um, maybe I did too much, but I still think this came out really good. I, I love the details on it. I mean, it looks literally just like a miniature version of uh, the high-grade. Huh. Something I realized just now is what's interesting with the sensor on the head of the high-grade is this is all a sticker, the green and the yellow is all a sticker, whereas on the master, the master Grade, it didn't have that yellow. But it's like they added panel lines to the yellow on the high grade, that's actually pretty interesting. Like The sticker has like three colors, pretty much green, yellow, and black. Um, so that was a challenge with the Master Grade, was the, and it's funny, not only with the top of the head of the Master Grade having the yellow bars, but the Vulcans on the GM with the yellow, Seemed like it would be impossible to get, but I overcame it. I'm super happy with that, I really am. Uh, Barry BB, the the high-grade GM really needs a revive. Yeah, you know what? I will say, I loved this build, and I like the way it looks, but I do think it would be great if they came out with a, and I guess a revive is what you would call it, that has the details found like in Side Stories or GBO 2 um, Because it's not like a lot. It's just enough little flourishes to kind of give it more of that modernization look. Um, A good example is just the White Dingo Squad from the Missing Link side stories. Like the re... It's not even a redesign. It's like a remaster. I don't know. But they really did a good job adding some cool details on them. Um, And it just makes the GM even cooler. And yeah, we'll get into my backlog here in a second um, because I got another GM. Um, Barry BB also should try sealing the seam lines on the arms and legs. Thanks for that. That is definitely another thing I wanna try doing. Um, so if you can like look at this, on the the, the left, the arm looks fine. On the right, you can kinda of see a little gap, but the legs especially, and I actually made a, a mistake on that left leg, I had to pry it back open. So then I did put some of that cement glue on there. Um, But, you know, I want to get rid of that entirely. It's just I was like, man, then I'll have to repaint it. So if anyone has any suggestions for... And I guess I really could look this up. I just haven't. But I'm curious what the community thinks. Like, what's the best way to hide seam lines? Because maybe then before I get to the... I don't know. It really depends. I was like, maybe before I finish this, I'll do it with this. Or I'll just do it with my next one. Which I'll show you guys that in a second. I have it right here next to me. Um let's see what's some other cool chat um in all the games it appears in it has a, a cool gimmick that's with the gaza so i mean it looks like a, a gimmick mobile suit uh anyway so it'd be cool to see that um let's see uh Barry, thank you i'm liking this frosting is due to a too thick of a coat which i think it was my issue and b humidity both ways can be fixed with a hairdryer and low. Okay, that's a good idea then. I might test that out. Um, I'm gonna do some research first, but I might test that out and do a video on that. Thanks, Barry, I really appreciate that. Um, uh, Robert, talking about unopened package of art I sent. No, I did, I did open it. Yeah, that was a while ago. Um, Let's see, Gundam Wing, I feel if they redid the uh, high-grade GM, it would be made at entry-grade. That's actually an excellent idea. I really think they should do that. I would buy that in bulk, because uh, I, I, I really do. Like, I'm always on the hunt for more of these, but at a reasonable price, because I got this for 10 but the place I got it from it didn't have any more in stock. I wonder if I can ask if I can, like, order a bunch. Um... Neo-X, there's always a Gundam Revive and a Zaku Revive. Why not the GM? I agree. I agree. I mean, to me, the GM is like the the X-Wing of Gundam. Like, you need a whole bunch of them. Like, a Zaku 2 is the TIE fighter. Um, let's see. Matt Wheaton, speaking of missing... Actually, I'm going to move this over here, so I'm not, like, looking down. Um, where was I speaking of missing link? Great review, by the way. The, uh, the toad shredder is all kinds of metal. Yep, like this baby looks like it belongs in an 80s thrash metal album cover. I agree, I, I totally agree, and, and I'll talk more about the toad shredder here in a second. Um, because yeah, I love it. Um, so Barry B, I built this two times, really need to sand and file at the pegs and the legs and arms a bit so the gap will close up. Okay, um. Let's see. Brian Zanichelli, I might try penlining my high grade, rx 802 origin, any tips on penlining, dude? Yeah, I would say, use, use this. And don't be afraid to make a mess. And maybe, and I do, if, actually, I think my video of the, that high grade origin, I actually showed me doing that. Um, Where, yeah, once I've panel lined it with that ink and it will maybe spill over, have little splotches here and there, you just get one of these little uh, Q-tips. Lighter fluid, I used um, alcohol, um, isopropyl alcohol. That was a little tougher to do, but with the um, lighter fluid, very quickly, I can, if I do a straight line over where there's uh, some spill, it won't even get into where the panel line is and it makes it look so clean. Like, I mean, you can look at, like, the sides here. And let me move the my screen so I can see what I'm doing. Um, like, like, look how clean that is. And that's even, like, a little divot where I'd have to put some more. But, I mean, yeah, even, like, on the, the top part, and even up close, that doesn't even look that clean, but far away, you're not gonna notice. Um, yeah, I just, I love the ink, I used to use the markers. And maybe some people do better with the markers, but I'm more of an a ink guy,
1: right there. Um, let's
0: see, uh, Barry, to me is great, but you really need to use it on individual parts or on the runners. It will get uh, between parts via the seams and won't dry properly and cause the plastic to brittle out. Oh. Interesting. I haven't really come across that. Uh, or maybe I just haven't noticed because I may be still considered an amateur, but I'll have to I'll have to look into that. So here is the other one I just built. And this I love this one actually. This is the uh GM3. Um I love it. I love the I love the um Mark II style. Backpack and um beam sabers, uh, and I love I love this. Uh, these side skirts, it reminds me of the GPO series. Um, specifically the three, I think. No, the, I think it was on the uh FB, uh, and the three and the G Savior. Okay, the hand just fell. Uh, so anyway, this will be next. I am going to do the same thing. This has a lot of weird coloring that I'm gonna have to do. I mean, it gave me stickers for some areas, but the stickers, it's almost like, uh, for instance, this bottom part here, they have a sticker to go on both sides all the way down, but not the bottom part. But it's on that, it's like that on the manual, so I have to just make these little details, which I, that's eh, all right. Um, I was looking for the GM2, I couldn't find it, but found the three. And, and, and really, I'm working on these because I'm, and I'm gonna show my backlog here in a second. I have some backlog stuff I wanna to wait to get to once I've kind of mastered, not necessarily mastered, but feel a lot more confident in um, destroying it. Okay, that fell somewhere. Probably find it later. Ah, oh, there it is. Um, is. Let's see. Don't be afraid of Tamiya, don't fear water slide decals either, just little things to learn as you grow as a builder. Oh yeah, I I love water slide decals. In fact, if sometimes if a kit doesn't have water slides, I will order them separately. In fact, here's a Robot Spirits figure that I um, put water slides on and I top-coated. Uh... I don't know if I did any panel lining. I mean, that the fa- the head looks like it had some, but that could have been as the figure came. But anyway, this is just something cool I have sitting on my desk next to Saleta Miorina. And, unrelated, this just came out. It's the uh, Luke Skywalker from The Mandalorian. Um, it's not completely newly tooled. I mean, this just came out, but they're using some old tooling. But, like, this is brand new right here. The legs are newer legs. The... Hood is new. Anyway, anyway, that's Star Wars stuff. So the GM3 I'm getting onto next. But then I got a bunch of other stuff. So let me start going through my backlog. Um, this was provided by Goose. This I'm going to get onto probably this weekend. This is a, a classic one that requires glue and and paint, like completely. Uh, it even has this because uh, it's like a diorama. It has a base. So I'm gonna be really flexing this new uh, airbrushing muscle uh, with this. And I think I'm gonna have a lot of fun now that I've learned a lot of little things from the kids I've been working on. Okay, I'll put that here.
1: Um, Let's see. Matt Wheaton,
0: speaking of Star Wars, how would you like the idea of the New Republic becoming just as corrupt, if not more so, than the Galactic Empire itself? Really would parallel Zedigunum to uh, even... Yeah, and you know what? I almost feel like... Now, this might get political and... Okay, the hat looks funky. I'm trying to... Um, but, like, I even feel like it, it seems like there can't be a a, a single government in charge without being loads of corruption and that kind of trickle up mindset. Um, I mean, even look how easily the empire took over, you know, the old Republic or the Republic, old Republic. And then even now with like the, the oh man, I'm forgetting their names, the first order uh, being a threat to the new Republic, it's because there's, a degree of corruption, but a lot of it comes from money from what costs a lot, weapons systems. I mean, what's going on in Ukraine right now is really the same thing in a way that they talk about in uh, The Last Jedi, when they're like kind of throwing it into your face, pretty obviously about manufacturers making the weapons from both sides. I mean, that's kind of what the US is doing with Ukraine right now so like I would feel like that's the way these stories should go anyway and that's kind of why I like Zeta because Zeta is is representing the little man is that how you'd say it that's like really trying to stand up to the real corruption that exists when most people are sort of like zombied out or sheep and don't really realize what's going on um, I don't know I might be going too far with that um, Let's see, uh, I would like to see if Bandai would do high-grade Zero Shiki from Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam Define manga. That's a good idea, and that define has a lot of interesting things going on in there. Um, I, Like, I, I, apparently that define, the Zeta define, it's like telling the Zeta story but adding more details into it. Barry, I want to make a Jabro Underground Diorama but that green, mint, teal, aquamarine color is going too hard is going to be hard to mix. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of color mixing and I don't think I've done uh, I don't think I've done the best job, but I'm I'm understanding it. Matt Wheaton, that's of course the main reason I'm all about AU guys. They're very much the closest thing Gundam has to legit good guys. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I yeah, that I think that's why I like Zeta so much, um, in Bright. Because even within the ranks of the Federation, it's like Bright seems to like be able to steer in the right direction, um, which that seems hard because nowadays, like if you're trying to call out corruption, you will then get canceled. Like people in a place of authority will find things that they can use to use against you to cancel you and hate you. And that's and, and how the media works too, where they will jump onto these things. And and you know what I'm a lot of times when I'm talking about government, I really think it's more of the government is the face of really the corporations that are running these things, but that doesn't need to be the discussion for today. Maybe that should be a a supporter podcast. I don't know. Um let's see. Come to think of it, I definitely seeing a lot of bright in Leia a bit. Yeah, that's a good point. Leia kind of was that. And I think it's because she came from a background where she saw that extreme end.
1: And, yeah. Okay. Here's another backlog item. Gunnamexia got this at
0: Hobby Lobby because they had a sale. I usually only get UC stuff, but I like 00 a whole lot. I think that's a fantastic show. I just don't care about the mobile suits, but I'm like, you know what, I love building real grades. I'd like to give this one
1: a shot. There's that.
0: Um, here's one, uh, because this would be on sale all the time at like Target and stuff. Oh my God, my hair, my hat. I don't know what to do. My hat was backwards, but hitting the back of the chair. All right. Um, because this isn't UC, I just haven't jumped on it. I mean, it just they have these on sale at Target sometimes, so it's like you grab them. Sometimes it's like I want to do a custom, but like I just love. Doing like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Accurate builds. I don't know. There's a name for these. I don't know what it is. And then here's one I started. And then I got a kit I really wanted to work on. So this is something I could be working on. And maybe I'll do a live stream of a kit. Maybe I should put a poll up of what kit should I live stream next because I I live streamed the GM build last weekend and that was a lot of fun. I mean, it was an easy kit. I think the stream went for almost two hours. Here's one I cannot wait to get to. This is the, uh, the Mark II, the Gundam-based version. It has some badass colors to it. It's got some real-type markings as part of its design. Um, it's got gold on it, so... Yeah, I can't wait to, to get to this one. It, in uh, you know, a lot of these, I'm not rushing into because I want to make sure I'm doing it right and on these other kits kind of refining my craft. Brian, you're saying you did a uh, a top 10 favorite UC Gundam series movies list. Uh, add that to the Discord. And for anyone that's not part of the Discord, yeah, link in the description. Pretty fun over there. Um, Let's see. Yeah, straight build. So there's a straight build, but when you're, When you're not fully airbrushing it, but you're airbrushing the non-colored parts to be accurate and you're adding the stickers, I feel like that would be a separate type of build than one where you take a kit, completely airbrush it from ground up. That seems like that would have a different name. I don't know why I'm categorizing things. I'm late, but the goose has landed. Good to see you, goose just missed it. I was showing off the, um, well just the box. Of the diorama you sent over, hopefully this weekend I'm gonna get started on it. I'm kind of showing off my uh, backlog. Uh, Barry I definitely suggest the AU, uh Mark Revive if you haven't built it yet. Not a hard build. Yeah, I, I, if you're talking about the um, yeah the Mark II, uh, the high grade, I have built that and the Titans version, but also the the real grade, which I think is like the best real grade I think I've built. Um, when it comes to UC. I like, uh, there's something about the new Gundam. I don't know, it doesn't sit with me. Okay, so. Here is the other backlog item I cannot wait to get to. Here's, uh, speaking of Titans, Pale Rider D2 Titans version. Can't wait. Like, this looks sick. I mean, look at that. Does it have any, Now I was like, does it have any shots on the side? Now nah, the P-Bandai doesn't always have that. Um. Can't wait to get to this. And finally, the main one that I really cannot wait to get to that just got here Monday from Japan. And that's the Toads Ritter. Okay, there's still plastic on it, so there's reflections, but is this not the coolest? Yeah, from Missing Link, you could see up there. Cannot wait. Yeah, that's that's what really pushed that game over the edge is how incredible, how cool the story was for Missing Link and how awesome the mobile suits are. Um, You know, in in the past I always thought, oh, those must have come from some other older UC MSV perhaps, but apparently these were made just for that game. Uh, That's pretty amazing. Heavy Metal Gundam, baby. Yeah, the Toad Strader definitely is one of the most metal Gundams. Um, UX, I uh, went to Target a couple of times and I always see one of the American RX-78-2 Gundam and it just looks cool. Um, yeah, I, I built that and customized it. Did I do that for, over the summer for 4th of July? I forget, but yeah, that's the one where I actually weathered. I'm pretty sure I have a video of it. Yeah, I weathered it and stuff. It was a lot of fun actually. Um Okay, was there anything else before I move on? No, I think we're good.
1: Okay. Let me let me try something here. I'm going to change the screen. Ah, there we go.
0: Okay. GBO2 I'm, I, I, I bring up GBO2 a lot because it's fun, but it's almost like a Gundam encyclopedia, a Universal Century Gundam encyclopedia. i, I got to appreciate GBO2. It came out at the same time I got into Gundam. Obviously, it was over in the Asian territory, so I had to make a, either a Japanese account or Singapore, I forgot, and then I downloaded the game and started there. And I would see all these mobile suits I would just never hear. Hear about sometimes I'd unlock some like a Gaza C and I was like I don't know what that is it doesn't look that great I'm not going to use it but you know something else getting into Gundam over time when you learn more about certain suits like the Pale Riders and the 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 Toad Strider you you tend to appreciate them more Um, and so yeah I figured this would be a good time to jump into the Gaza line Gaza Gaza hmm yeah and kind of see you know what about it is is cool or not, so yeah, I don't know if, if any of you are playing Battle Operation, you probably already know. Uh, but if not, and you like the Gaza, there you go. Um, so let's look at this real quick. So I'm starting with the Gaza C, because I think that's the first one that appeared in Gundam, in general. I uh, could be wrong, like maybe it was in an MSV or something, but AMX-003 Gaza C, is a mass production transformable mobile suit uh, first featured in Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam and Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. The design was given an update and appears in the photo novel OVA Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. And there's a picture of it. it just, I mean, there's a, a. I don't mind pink on a mobile suit, but the mobile suit has to look cool, and this one honestly doesn't look cool. Um, and it has this pink and purple to it, so it almost looks. Unbelievable, I don't know. But oh, and look—it's uh, standing mode. It's cruise mode. That is a cool thing about it. It's a transforming. I got. It. I appreciate that. Common carn custom. Okay, that color does look a little better. Sleeves. Oh, uh, and yeah, the, you can see the proportions here are scaled a lot better than I think uh, the original was. You know, but look, there's restrictions on, I mean, you can look at a lot of cells from Mobile Suit and Zeta where some of the suits look like they're drawn weird. So I attribute it to that. Um, So, okay, Gaza C. Actually, was there another one on here? Yeah, another sleeves, color, and then some video stuff. Okay. So it was first seen in 87UC. Like many mobile suits designed around the time of the Grips conflict, the Gaza C liner mobile suits from Axis Xeon were built around the concept of a versatile transforming frame. Although the Gaza C was approved and put into mass production, there no are minor flaws in the design and manufacturing resources of the Axis Asteroid was limited, so many of the Gaza C's parts were recycled from older Gaza A and Gaza B construction mobile suits. Despite This, the Gaza C, was a successful design that provided an excellent balance of speed, maneuverability, and firepower for little cost, and was the first mass-produced version of the Gaza series. Okay, so the C was the first mass-produced version. However, one major problem with the Gaza C is that due to its flimsy construction, which looks like it, just by looking at it, and the fact that on top of it, it transforms, I get that. Ah, so they're really canon with the designs here. The mobile suit would literally fall apart after using its transformation systems only a few times. The average lifespan of the Gaza Sea would be three combat missions. This well, was remedied in later Gaza models. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, Xeonic Shadow, good to see you. Glad you could join. Um, I was just talking about some Pale Riders and Um, Let's see. Uh, Webfox is saying I stick to GMs if I can when playing GBO2. You know what? There is something about that. When I'm playing GBO2 and I can pick a cool GM suit, I feel like I am part of that initiative, the war effort. I am in my mass produced mobile suit, out there piloting. Um, I, I get it. Um, EOX, if I could remember correctly. Kakarot197 did talk about this mobile suit and he did say that the mobile suit shattered itself. The transformation broke itself. Ah, yes, then he was right. Yeah, it was on the, uh, um, um, I think, yeah, the thing we were just reading. Uh, that's cool. Kakarot does have a lot of good videos. Um, Let's see. I love his, the news stuff because, yeah, isn't it like weekly news? Because he covers a lot of stuff that I would never, yeah, a lot of times he'll, in his news segments, he'll talk about some robot spirit stuff that I never n- knew existed. Xeonic Shadow, uh, I love uh, melting GMs in GBO2, lol. Yeah, there's also something, too, being a Zaku. Specifically, like, a Zaku2 or something, and, yeah, melting GMs. Yeah, it's, now that I'm done with... Um, Side stories on PS3, I, I got to jump back into GBO 2 th- I took about a week or two off uh, while playing side stories. Um, Let's see.
1: Uh, Hey, peace in the
0: chat. Yeah, you're talking a lot about the chat, Robert. Hopefully everything's okay there. Okay. Ooh. All right, so here's the thing. Gaza C, that's what we see, that's what we hear about.
1: It was developed from a Gaza B. But the Gaza B, which
0: looks us, was developed from the Gaza A. And the Gaza A was developed from, oh, the Ago. Ogo, Ago, Ogo. I forget the name, but I remember seeing these in MS Igloo. It was like their answer to the Federation's ball. And so it's interesting because this is not a, what, what am I trying to say, like a uh, humanoid shape robot, it's more of a, uh, in, in line of a mobile armor. So I think that's interesting then that the A was taking that core concept of like the mobile pod, adding some, uh, I guess, more functional arms to it and what would be a head with the mono-eye there. And so this was first seen in, uh, of course, Advance of Zeta. Okay, so that's something I didn't know about. The Gaza A. After losing the one-year war, a large number of principalities, soldiers, and civilians would flee to the mining asteroid Axis with a growing population of 30,000 and many not wanting to give up the war for independence. For independence, the forces of Axis focused their energy on converting Axis. Okay, I originally resourced mine, and I don't know if that's wrong on sentence or what. Into a military fortress and build a living quarters for civilians. To this end, the engineers would develop the Gaza A, which would be the first of the Gaza-type mobile suits. Since Axis Xeon was low on valuable resources at the time, the engineers would be requested the Gaza A to be cheap and easy to manufacture and have simple design. In order to meet this requirement, the development team used the MP02A AGO as the design base. Okay, so I gotta say, I love that I looked this up and there is a canonical, like, explanation for how they got to that design. Um, and it gives that August some love, because I thought that was a good idea, kind of the answer to the the ball that the Federation had, because the ball was, uh, was pretty powerful. Like, if you watch MS Igloo and seeing what it does sometimes, um, yeah, think about that. Like, it's really cool if you think, like, when the main war, I guess one-year war time, what, um... Maybe Solomon or Baoku, Before the Federation had the more advanced mobile suits, you're seeing GMs and balls together. Um, which is, is pretty cool, like if you're seeing that as the main force against like what, Zaku's, Dom's, maybe, I don't know if there's any uh, flight type or uh, high mobility, no, that wouldn't be it, of goofs or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, anyway. The claws on both arms are enlarged in order to improve work efficiency, and as a result, they also function as legs. Later, the Gaza A would be used in many mobile suit experiments to create Xeon's next mainstay mobile suit. Okay, later, the Gaza A would be used in many mobile suit experiments to create Xeon's next mainstay mobile suit, and maybe they're referring to specifically the Gaza C, since it's like high-profile Xeon pilots were using them in the anime. Um... Yeah, that is very cool. And I had a thought and then I lost it because I interrupted myself.
1: Um, Yeah, very cool.
0: Um, Okay, Uh, let's see. I got to check the time real quick because my son gets out of school early and so I just got to open the garage for him. But, um, let's see. Okay, then to the B. So we had the A, which is like a mobile armor, evolution of the AGO. We have the B. So this was seen in Under the Gundam Double Fake, which I've heard of. Yeah, because it has, doesn't it have like some sort of fake Gundam? It's a side story that focuses on a decoy operation launched by Star Aznable in UC-90. Okay, so that's something else to jump into, but from that, that's where they get this, yeah, Gaza B. So, okay, not too much. The Gaza B was part of the first steps in Axis Xeons, later Neo Zeon's attempt in making a transformable line of mobile suits. So it was the first steps. Yeah, I guess that's a good point because the Gaza A was still more of a mobile armor. A Gaza B was more of a mobile suit. It was based on an old Xeon construction, MS, Gaza A rather than a military one. Okay, that brought me back to my other point. So it's similar with the Gaza A in general, and I can see, rather than a military one, is like a lot of, uh, you know, Zeon, the Principality of Zeon got into the mobile suit game because they were building these mobile suits for construction. And they got to a point where they realized they can then use them for war. So like if you check out Origin, the anime, it it kind of goes into that because it shows like, um, Dozzle and uh, who else was it? Was it Rumble Roll? Like they show the the ace pilots of Xeon being some of the first to kind of test and work on these mobile suits that weren't necessarily weaponized and then eventually get them weaponized. That's what kind of get them a leg up in that that mobile suit game. Okay, so I'm glad they explained that too. Uh, this MS would instead assist Axis in developing new MS technology. Interesting. In need of a new mainstay mobile suit for their return to Earth, to the Earth sphere, Axis engineers were at work constructing their first ever transformable MS. Although never used in combat, the guys would be allowed access. To, so never used in combat, but it allowed them to further develop their technology to keep up with the much larger and advanced Federation forces. So, a couple things here. One
1: was um, and what was it, under, so, okay, this was in 90,
0: but that doesn't mean the Gazzabee would have existed. So it used, the A was more of the advanced mobile worker from the Ago, you get like a, more of a armored, a mobile armor worker. So the B, the idea with the B, was to make it a transformable mobile suit based on that technology, but make it more of a military-based thing, but it never saw action. They used that technology, though, for C, which we then see in Zeta and Double Zeta. So, but yeah, I guess we gotta say this is an unused design. So, so canonically exists, but it, it You know, I guess it really wasn't used and that makes sense that it wasn't used. So, uh, manufacturer is Axis. Which, I might need to look into this because sure, Axis Xeon manufactured it, but I wonder if, did they have a team within Axis Xeon that did development? How often were they using Anaheim or other corporations to develop their suits, because usually it's just one or two that are doing it uh, across the uh, that early UC timeline. Um, and then and then that gets us to the C. So based on the B, wasn't used in battle, but they got enough, I guess, information from that to create the C. And yeah, we see Haman Karn Yazan, Glemmy soon, like, main Zeta and Double Zeta pilots using the Gaza Sea, so it makes it seem like it is a main Xeon uh, mobile suit. Maybe main Axis Xeon mobile suit. Um, let's see, and so it's got Knuckle Buster, Leg Claw, Beam Saber, Beam Gun. So in the Grips Conflict upon Neo Xeon's... So you got to think that right after the one-year war, uh, they fled to Axis, built the Gaza A, then quickly the B, and then the C in time for the Grips conflict. And I guess that's enough time. Using mostly spear parts, the Gaza Sea was mass-produced, given Zeonic forces a basic unit which, in large numbers, and due to Zeon's veteran pilots, was quite dangerous. So. You know what I've I've wondered, and I don't know if anyone else thinks that too. Was there like a a specific main mass-produced mobile suit that Zeon used? Axis Zeon used, you know, after the One Year War. It looks like it's the Gaza Sea, even though it's like the most unremarkable. And maybe that will change. Maybe I should build a model kit of it. Um, and that's interesting that their main unit. Wait, when the Axis asteroid entered the Earth that Neo-Zeon forces brought over 100 of these mobile suits which were deployed in battle. 100. That seems like a lot. Um, you know, what's interesting about that is, yeah, so it, maybe I'm saying this incorrectly, but is it where the Gaza Sea is then like axa main mass production unit and it's transformable? That seems like quite an achievement, to be honest. Um, So this Grips Conflict, First Neo-Zeon War. It was, yeah, the primary frontline combat mobile suit. Uh, Oh, that's saying, yeah, Grips Conflict. Okay, just like the Grips Conflict up there, okay. Um, Okay, now it's saying that it estimated that nearly 250 Gaza Sea units were produced. And then the Third Neo-Zeon War, the, the Gaza Sea would end in the year UC-0088 uh, before the end of the first Neo-Zeon War. A number of these mobile suits would survive to the year UC-0096. That would explain the sleeves version um, that I can't say that I remembered seeing in Unicorn unless it's like the manga or the novel, but if it is in Unicorn, that'd be cool to go back and, and look at. Okay, so did it stop at sea?
1: Oh my god, no. D E W Lay.
0: Gaza D. Ah, Gaza D. Okay. From uh, Double Zeta and in the novel of Unicorn. Okay, and then who was in that one? Glemmy. Okay, makes sense.
1: Okay, the Gazzadee
0: was a moderate improvement over their mass-produced frontline model, the C. And the construction and transformation were practically the same, was
1: easy to mass-produce. Okay. Okay, so then let's look at the E. That actually looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, this is the one that's in um, gbo 2
0: It's from Gundam Sentinel. Uh, Let's see, after completion of the C, the Axis forces began developing new machines with higher performance. The E was developed simultaneously with the Gazalm, which is another interesting one that I I think I talked a little bit about it before, but I need to again. These weird ones I, I tend to forget about. Due to its relatively high cost, which is twice that of the Gaza Sea, the Gaza E is produced only in limited numbers. A handful of these machines are deployed by the space battleship Gwali to protect the new decides as they escape from Ayers City on March 28th, UC0088. are also reports that at least one Gaza E is present aboard the battleship Wadan during the final stages of the grips conflict. So within that time period, they really went all out designing uh, these, uh, uh, these Gaza line of mobile suits. I, you know, it's, it's crazy not realizing how much the, the Gaza line of mobile suits was a real big deal to post Principality Zeon. Um, because initially, you know, you think Zaku 2, and then you see a lot of the different suits they use. Um, Maybe I've just always been infatuated over the GMs and the Gundams in general that I haven't really paid attention to. The main, the main, like, it's like the TIE Fighter, right? What is the TIE Fighter during Zeta and Double Zeta? Is it really these Gaza models? Um, Have I been underappreciating them? Maybe. Because I like this, because it's really taking a lot of aspects of just mobile suit development in general, because it started as that mobile worker ball pod type thing, mobile armor transformable into a mobile suit. Some mass produced, some not. Um, very cool, so then there's this Gaza
1: W. Oh, that actually looks pretty cool. It's another double
0: fake, first seen in 90. Uh, it, it, so the W is the final development, the Gaza series, of variable MS built by first Neo Zeon movement, it is Fitted with large shield binders that house nuclear thermal jet rocket engines allowing the Gaza W atmospheric flight. It is armed with multiple weapons and is classified as a heavy MS, making it a departure from machines of the Gaza lineage. Huh. It's classified as a
1: heavy MS. That is pretty cool. Um, hold on a second. There's that, and then there's this... Shield by the Gaza Z carries two. Think, did they accidentally put the Z there? Interesting. So, is there a Gaza C a Z that I missed? Interesting. Unless it was a mistake, but this article has the Gaza Z in there.
0: Hmm, I'll have to look more into that. Uh, let's see, Gazale is a custom mobile suit that appears in the manga series, mostly crossbone, Gundam dust. Wow, this is all the way up to crossbone. Ah, Gazale, like Kublai and the Gaza put together. That is actually a cool idea is a mixing build, custom mobile suit comprised of salvaged Gaza C and Kublai parts. Although the aircraft is not well balanced, the suit can reduce the burden on the cockpit by consistently exi- exhibiting performance above standard. The funnel racks located on Kublai's tailbinders were re- replaced with thrusters and propellant tanks. The funnels and their function were not understood by the MS engineers and thus the funnels were modified to be used as handheld beam guns. Interesting. That's pretty interesting. It could be an interesting sort of um what would you call it? A a kit bash. Like they did a kit bash in Gundam.
1: Well cool. Um Alright, well I'm gonna
0: head back because it is near the top of the hour. Near time to end the show. You know, thanks all for joining. Always fun to talk. You know, even with the Steven, not around. There's always a lot to talk about. So anyway, guys, um, yeah, thanks for joining. Check out links in the description if you haven't. And um